I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 27th of October. This is the COB on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scutt. Scutty. Okay, so uh, look, a little bit uh, less exuberance out there today, but still plenty of green on the screen. Getting the job done. The uh, miners and energy sector in particular are having a, a raucous time of it, thanks to a bit of uh, softness in the US dollar. Yeah, that helps, doesn't it? BHP up by 2.6%, so the biggest contributor to the gains in terms of market weight. Uh, Woodside, to your point, up by 3%. We saw oil prices up about 3% uh, in the overnight period. CSL up by 6 tenths of 1%. The problem, children, I was going to say child, but children, were the banks. But in particular, ANZ, after it came out with its full-year result, well, look, um, not to over-egg it, but saying that, look, there could be some signs of stress coming through in terms of, you know, the, the economic environment and rising rates in particular. Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking about this, uh, no, particularly the, uh, the fixed rate reset cliff or whatever you want to go and, and refer to as. But uh, certainly that's one thing that I uh, know people are paying very, very close attention to at the moment. And uh, anything that goes and brings that back to the attention as to what may come down the pipe seems to be getting people a little bit, I uh, know, Unsteady, but uh, yeah, looking to a few of the analysts who spoke about it to uh, to me today, uh, everyone said that the ANZ result was pretty decent, if not no good. But uh, clearly, the market disagreed with them. Yeah, it's an interesting one because I thought at first read, it was the first time we sort of saw hints coming from some of these big bank CEOs that uh, you know there will be pain. Uh, they weren't denying it before, but when we heard from Matt Common last time, when we heard from uh, you know, NAB last time around, uh, which wasn't that long ago, it was the quarterly updates and, and NAB or CBA's full year saying, look, no, you know, our, our, we've got plenty of buffers, no signs of stress in uh, the cohort. But, you know, it's, it's inevitable that there will be those. Still, though, um, $6.5 billion cash profit, nothing to shake a stick at. And uh, I- interesting to note, I think, the rise that we saw in Fortescue Metals. So yes, production came in strong, a record volume of iron ore in the past three months. But again, warning that costs are rising. I mean, that's nothing new or unique to Fortescue. But Scotty, iron ore got hammered in this session today. Um, Eight-week low as China's industrial profits slump. So that's a Herculean effort, I think, by some of those miners to you know, Fortescue is flat, but, you know, Rio was up by more than 1% BHP as well. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, it certainly is not going to help the bottom line. Uh, US dollar weakness or not. Uh, some strange, funny buggers going on, but uh, I just look at the date, and it's October the 27th. After today, there's two trading days left in the month, so I wonder whether how much we're seeing a bit of zhuzhing and a bit of, you uh, know, sprucing things up. 
to go and look good for the end of month portfolio. Interesting to note that we saw uh, some of the quarterlies coming through from companies like JB Hi-Fi. It rallied. It posted double-digit growth in sales in the first quarter. Super Retail had a good day. 20% jump in sales in the first three months of the new financial year. I know you had a chat about it with Brad King from Armitage Private. Uh, Super Retail, look, things are going well now, but again, didn't provide specific guidance because you'd have to have your head in the sand if you didn't think that consumer spending was going to slow as we continue to see these mortgage rates rise, which certainly seems as if all banks are betting that we will continue to see the RBA even now hiking in December in the wake of that inflation read yesterday. Yeah, Brad seems pretty confident about the outlook. He acknowledges that there's, there's clearly some headwinds that are coming, but there's already so much bad news priced into these particular names. Uh, so he likes the look of uh, no Super Rito. Also commented an uh, interesting remark about JB Hi-Fi, which is out, of course, with its uh, quarterly update today. He reckons it should be reclassified as consumer staples. Hmm. I know it's a lot of discretionary items there. But uh, just to find the doomsdays, time and again is that company. Uh, it was relatively flat by the end of trade, but it was up higher early on. But uh, yet again, just define this like, this slowdown in spending that so many people, including myself, have been looking for. Yeah, Linus, its uh, first quarter revenue has jumped on strong rare earths demand. Core Lithium, a bit of a problem. It says that it was unable to conclude its term sheet with Tesla. So that deadline for that, I think it was the 26th of October, has passed. Um, in far as other company news, I mean, we spoke with Rudy Philippek van Dyke about Medibank. I think you did. I mean, the broker moves were thick and fast today. Gosh, Medibank is in a spot of bother over this data breach. And it, it just doesn't seem to be, it's almost as if Australian corporates are not, they, they don't yet know how to handle these incidents when they happen, which we've been told are inevitable. So I think it goes to, you know, cor goes to corporate governance more than anything else. Yeah, really interesting how uh, it evolved in the other uh, way the company divulged the information. It uh, started off being quite uh, no, muted and uh, suggesting that, uh, implying that it wasn't a big breach. Then, of course, now we've got the, uh, the full gambit of detail. And my goodness, uh, look, what it ends up doing, I'm, I dare say it's going to be costly. But uh, it's going to be something we're talking about time and again. Uh, ACL was out today warning that uh, it's had a breach of some data uh, on its books as well. So just ongoing process that we're going to be talking about cybersecurity. Yep, you can bank on that. All right, uh, some of the quarterlies dictated these moves today. I've already mentioned Linus and Fortescue, but Resolute Mining did really well in the back of its quarterly up by 10%. Romelius Resources uh, saw a broker upgrade by Ord Minette, um, and the price target lifted by close to 9%, and that did good things for its share price as well. On the flip side of things, um, Kogan. So yesterday, Kogan was out with its quarterly. It's been downgraded to underperform by Credit Suisse as those sales decline, and its price target cut by 25%. Iluca came under pressure today. It was... Um, Started at neutral by UBS today, share price target of $10.25. It was out with some news yesterday, which I think is still putting some pressure on its share price. And Bank of Queensland, one of those banks that was hammered, but it was trading ex-dividend today. So perhaps don't read too much into it. Hey, Scuddy, have you bought your Powerball ticket? No, I'll just go and do it online. I was uh, getting my lunch today. And I saw a queue probably as long as the eye could see people queuing up to get their physical tickets. Uh, I'll go and uh, throw my hat in the ring. Why not? Uh, but yeah, good luck to all those who are participating, which I think is pretty much the entire country. Yeah, pretty much. So guess what? The Lottery Corp stands to benefit from 
you know, the jackpots, the bigger they get. And so that was a surprise stock of the day. We had a guest drop in being David Lane from Ordmanet. So we asked him uh, what these jackpots mean for the Lottery Corporation. And of course, if it's a buy, hold, sell, let's take a listen. Gambling traditionally has been a recessionary proof business. Um, but our calculations are that with last week's $100 million jackpot and this week's $160 million jackpot, that the Lottery Corp is likely to have about $500 million of turnover. Uh, it's not cheap. Uh, Lottery Corp is around 27% earnings multiple, but you know their numbers in revenue growth of 9.4%, right. EBITDA 11.9%. Minute to win a Koshi, but yeah. yeah, for the moment, this one is a buy. It's a buy by seven. Yep. Um, they've seen there has been a decline, uh, showing an eleven percent decline in lottery volumes recently. But the like people piling back in because the numbers are going up. They're addressing yeah. this market. Yeah. The FOMO we're talking about saying. just then. Yeah. yeah, so everyone gets FOMO. Mm. I got FOMO, so I had to buy a ticket. Okay. So that was David Lane, but we also had Grady Wolf from Bell Direct weighing in as well as David Novak from Wealthwise Education. So you can listen to that entire episode of The Call. Look, you may not make $160 million tonight, but we did have a number of double buy recommendations on this episode of The Call. So perhaps you can make money in a different way. Um, Scotty, would you be at work tomorrow if you won even just five of the $160 million? This is a loaded question. <laughs> uh, look, yeah, definitely. I'll be uh, straight in there and uh, eager to go and deploy it to work. And I'll be watching Ausbiz, <laughs> not when I'm on air, but uh, of course, so I know to get all the ideas as to how to go and deploy it. Yeah, lovely Jack in the newsroom. You know him, Scotty. He said, would you buy me a donut if you won the jackpot? I said, I would. You'd be all be rolling in donuts for the next, well, let's say months. Happy days. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, look, what else? There wasn't big economic data here locally today, Scuddy. I mean, we did have mortgage data out of the U.S. through the overnight period, I think, confirming that the housing market there is just so dynamic. You know, you've got mortgage applications rising, but uh, we've got, you know, slowing in the in the housing market overall. The big news, though, from, from the U.S. was the tech earnings, and it certainly seems as if uh, Meta... Meta's on the hate list for many investors. Yeah, good luck with, uh, I know that's um, Metaverse and uh, augmented reality. Uh, better you than me. And look, ever since it's gone and undergone that change, the name change, and uh, really you know, trying to go down that path. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who are you know, doomsdayers, and he reckons it's kind of like, yeah, well, this is like you know, the denial phase, and before long people will be wanting to go and do it. I'm not buying it. Don't think it's going to happen. There's enough augmented reality in reality as it is. Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the bandwagon at all. But it was a pretty sharp and severe reaction. I mean, shares down nearly twenty percent. These uh, metaverse bets are pretty exy, and uh, it looks as if Zuckerberg's pitch just continues to fall flat. We had the Bank of Canada last night. Uh, we were chatting about it this time yesterday. So fifty instead of seventy-five. Uh, look, monetary policy is beginning, it looks like, to have an impact in Canada. And also keep in mind, they've got a very indebted nation in terms of housing as well. So there's that similarity between Australia and Canada. And then we get the ECB. What do you think is going to happen? 
75 uh, and then be pretty non-committal moving forward. Uh, it's going to get back to neutral levels pretty quickly with, uh, with a move of that magnitude and then we'll see what happens from here. Of course, gas prices have come off the boil a lot and that may go and see them uh, become a little bit less uh, aggressive moving forward, but I think it's baked in the cake for a 75. I'm more interested about uh, some of the earnings out tonight. I think it'd be far more influential, uh, Apple and Amazon in the States. And I'm just looking here, Credit Suisse, the star out in the books at the moment, uh, posting a loss of, get this, 4 billion yeah. euros. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so th- to me, that's going to be one of the big ones, particularly the US earnings are going to maybe trump everything, including uh, GDP, which will be also out in the States. Yeah, it also says the headlines that Credit Suisse will be looking to raise 4 billion francs in capital. Uh, Credit Suisse, of course, had a bit of a cloud above it about a month ago, you know, just amongst all the turmoil in European markets. So it's looking to raise that capital through the issuance of new shares. Um, and it looks to separate its investment bank to create uh, a different, you know, unit that's really focused on advisory and capital markets. So it's looking to um, attract third-party capital to set up a partnership with Credit Suisse. So a bit of news ahead of the European Open. And yeah, to your point, those, you know, the, the pieces of the puzzle are being put in place in terms of U.S. tech. No doubt you'll be talking about that on The Global View tomorrow. Um, tomorrow here, uh, no big data on the horizon, just going off memory. Is there, Scuddy? Nothing of uh, note. We've got the, uh, the trade uh, prices out today. So in terms of trade, it's mm-hmm. going to go and start coming off the ball in Australia, which is not really a surprise. has implications when it comes to incomes moving forward. But uh, yeah, not, uh, not first tier and certainly didn't go move the dial in any which way or another. Yeah, okay. And tonight we do get the budget reply. Just keep in mind from uh, the opposition here in Australia. We just uh, spoke with the treasurer, Jim Chalmers. We'll put that interview up online if you would like to... Have a listen if you missed it happening live. Um, And yeah, tomorrow is a Friday. So, of course, we're looking forward to the last call. Hope you can join us for a drink live on osbiz.com.au. 3.45. We've got some great guests lined up where we wrap the week. But it sounds as if, Scotty, I'm getting a a little bit ahead of myself right now, all things considered. I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a Thursday evening, big earnings to get through, big central bank news. Who knows what the, what the story will, will tell by this time tomorrow. What are, you, what are you looking forward to in the next 24 hours, 48 hours? Uh, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to probably at about uh, 3.43 uh, Australian Eastern Daylight Time or Australian Central Daylight Time where I am saying grab a beer, grab a wine and uh, get ready for... <laughs> The, uh, the last call with the team. That's it for me. I'll see you next week. Why change? Why change? Okay, so, uh, yeah, we'll keep our eye on the U.S. dollar, see how that plays out. You know, bets really mounting, you know, that the Fed is going to be le- less hawkish. Um, I'm, I really appreciate whoever wrote that headline that they didn't say pivot because that's now my new bugbear. This, this pivot needs to be retired, I think, um, at least for now, at least until we see something pretty dramatic. All right, I think we've wrapped it pretty much. Uh, Scotty, I hope you have a good night. We'll speak soon. You too. Ciao.